Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jason DeMars, and I want to remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please contact me at jasondemars.com. We certainly appreciate any questions that you would write in. I want to remind you to make sure to subscribe and like this video on YouTube and share, like, and comment also on Facebook. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening in, please send your greetings. I want to greet a few who have greeted me so far. Brother Tony from Madawaska, God, good morning. God bless you. Sister Sarah from Edmonton, God bless you as well. Sister Chantel from Madawaska, God bless you. Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle, God bless you also. Though the others who are listening in, please send your greetings. Certainly appreciate that. I'm going to continue on the topic that we've been discussing in defense of William Branham. Um, well, with, with this topic, we're changing directions a little bit. And I want to, Sister Mai is greeting also. God bless you. Shalom, Sister Mai. So I'm going to change a little bit on the topic. Sister Sister J, God bless you. All right. So the direction I want to go with this is I want to show you how many times Brother Branham commands us to go back to the Bible. Um, this is an important part of defending and standing for the message. We are not being encouraged to create a new Bible, to write a new Bible. In fact, we'll read that at some point here to show Brother Branham was not encouraging us or bringing us new revelations. He was bringing us a vindicated interpretation of the Bible. All right. So, it seems that some in the message community came to a conclusion about Brother Branham and his sermons that Brother Branham never came to. He was pointing us to something that is critical for us to remember and recall. I want to bring this to your remembrance and focus on this today. We are called to go back to the Bible. As we look at going back to the Bible, this is not to the intent that we return to a denominational, theological, historical viewpoint of the Bible. It's in fact a call to return to the Bible to receive the spiritual revelation of its contents, to receive the experience that the Bible itself speaks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God sends messengers. So the, the Bible was completed in 96 AD. We have all 66 books of the Bible. There's no new revelations coming, right? However, what is contained in there is being interpreted, interpreted by men, okay? And through church history, the church has fallen away from the truth which is in the Bible and gone into traditions and human man-made interpretations. So God sends messengers throughout the church age, 
seven church ages, seven messengers. He also sends other ministers who are not messengers. And these messengers are sent to bring a correction where the church has gotten away from the Bible. Going, the, going to the Bible using human wisdom has produced 39,000 denominations and sects. We are, go, we are to go back to the Bible way of doing things. Okay? Let's look at a quote from the Smyrnaean Church Age. Brother Branham, writing there. The seven ages as set forth. I want to, you know, I want to bring this in. Um, I want to bring this in balance. Okay, I don't want to bring this back to you. Let's go back to the Bible, and to have you say, "Oh, he's just saying what." Same thing the denominations are saying, go back to the Bible, meaning go back to human interpretation of the Bible. That's not what I'm saying, and that's why I'm bringing several of these quotes before we go into the quotes that speak about going back to the Bible. The seven ages as set forth in Revelations chapter 2 and 3 take in the whole span of the fullness of the Gentiles, or the whole time in which God is dealing with the Gentiles unto salvation. In every single age, bar none, it says that the same, the very same thing in opening and closing the message to each age unto the messenger of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, write, these things saith he, etc., etc. He that hath an ear, let him, him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Notice here that Jesus, by the Spirit, in every age, addresses himself to only one person, relative to the word for that age. Only one messenger for each age receives what the Spirit has to say for that age, and that one messenger is the messenger to the true church. He speaks for God by revelation to the churches, both true and false. The message is then broadcast to all, but though it is broadcast for all who come within range of the message, that message is received individually by only a certain qualified group in a certain way. Each individual of that group is one who has the, abil the ability to hear what the Spirit is saying by way of the messenger. Those who hear are not getting their own private interpretation, nor is a group getting their collective revelation, but each person is hearing and receiving what the messenger has already received from God. Now think it not strange that this is the case, for Paul set this pattern under the hand of God, Paul alone had the full revelation for his day as evidenced by his confrontation of the other apostles who admitted that Paul was the prophet messenger to the Gentiles for that day. And also note by actual illustration in the word that when Paul desired to go to Asia, God forbid him, for the sheep, his children, were in Macedonia, and they, the Macedonians, would hear what the Spirit had to say through Paul, while the people in Asia would not. In every age, we have this, exactly the same pattern. That is why the light comes through some God-given messenger in a certain area. And then from that messenger, there spreads the light through the ministry of others who have been faithfully taught. But of course, all those who go out don't always learn how necessary it is to speak only what the messenger has spoken. Remember, Paul warned the people to say only what he said. 1 Corinthians 14, 37. If any man thinks himself to be a prophet 
or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things I, that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. What? Came the word out of, of God from you? Or came it unto you only? They add here, take away there, and soon the message is no longer pure and the revival dies down. How careful we must be to hear, hear one voice, for the Spirit has but one voice, which is the voice of God. Paul warned them to say what he said, even as Peter did likewise. He warned them that even he, Paul, could not change one word of what he had given by revelation. Oh, how important it is to hear the voice of God by way of his messengers and then say what has been given them to say to the churches. And I want to reiterate this very thought from the sermon, God Hiding Himself in Simplicity, in March 17, 1963. Listen, may I say this right quick? Even the vision that God gives here at the place, it's so misunderstood. That's the reason you hear me on the tape say, say what the tapes say, say what the visions say. Now, if you're wide awake, you'll see something. I hope I don't have to hold it in my hand and show you. See, see, it's here. We're at the end. Yes, see, yes, sir. Smart educationals miss it. The simple visions, when they are revealed in such simplicity, till it just covers over the top of the people's heads. All right. Now, does that mean that every word that Brother Branham spoke is thus saith the Lord, and we are just to parrot and repeat the words that he said, or to just only press play uh, so that people are just hearing what the prophet messenger says? All right. Now, not every word that Brother Branham said is thus saith the Lord. Not every word is thus saith the Lord, and he tells us that. 1963, in the sermon, He Cares, Do You Care? Uh, uh, this is from July 21st. Now see, I've always asked you to be careful what you're listening to. See, there's so much of it that's just the human side. But always, if there is something that goes forth, it will speak it. Thus, it's thus saith the Lord, even to visions or anything. All right, so Brother Branham puts a qualification on that. When he speaks in the name of the Lord. Say what he says when he speaks in the name of the Lord. That's why he says, even to say what the tapes say, say what the visions say. If you're wide awake, you'll see something. It's the simple visions when they're revealed. So he's talking about when God gives a vision, I explain that vision to you. Don't try to reinterpret it. Don't try to change it. Leave it just the way it is. In, in simplicity. Don't try to bring some grand interpretation to it. And how many denominations, quote-unquote denominations, or sects, or, or separated groups do we have now because of a private interpretation put upon a vision given to Brother Branham? We have return ministry. What is that? It's a result of interpreting several visions of Brother Branham, all kinds of spiritual understandings of the tent vision or non-spiritual understandings of the tent vision. And people come to many different interpretations and it produces a new a split off, a new group, a new sect, sectarianism. Leave it alone. Leave it the way it is. Don't try to interpret Brother Branham's visions. God will interpret Brother Branham's visions. Just leave it. It's not for us to do. 
to deal with. But we, what we do have is the opening of the word. What we do have is the revealing of the seven seals. Of course, many, many other things. We have the teachings that Brother Branham brought to us that God vindicated through his ministry. And we are to say what he says. Now, that doesn't mean we just parrot what he says, but we take the revelation that's contained in what he said, we bring that back to the Bible and teach it from the Bible. We don't teach our own interpretation of the Bible. We listen and hear what the Spirit is saying through the messenger, and then we take that back and preach it from the Word. Question is answers number two in 1964. And we do have today, by God's help, the perfect interpretation of the Word with divine vindication. In modern events made clear by prophecy, 1965, December. But as it's been in every age, people let man put their own interpretation to it by theology and will not believe God's divine vindication of it. That's God's interpretation. Not what I say. Look what he said. Not what I say. What somebody else says. But what God has promised and what God does Prove that it's God doing his own interpreting of his word. Brother Branham saying, not what I say, my own understanding, but what comes forth, as thus saith the Lord, as a revelation from God to you. Amen. From the, from the sermon, Birth Pains, Brother Branham says this, and I, this will help give clarity. He says, these men, if they pick up this, he's talking about the message, if they pick up this and goes out with it, they can make more sense to it, see, to bring it to a place that you would. I just want to lay this seed, then hope they make it come to life. Notice, see. So our, the purpose of the five-fold ministry is to pick the message up, go out with it, make more sense to it, bring it to the place you would. Brother Branham says, I'm laying the seed. Then I hope that someone else picks it up, brings it to life. Amen. Thank the Lord. That's beautiful. So the fivefold ministry is to take the message and break it down by the scriptures for the people. As I've said before uh, many times, God sent a prophet. His name was William Branham. He lived from 1909 to 1965. His ministry was vindicated by God. 1933, a supernatural light appeared above him when he was baptizing, and a voice spoke from that light as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ. You are sent with a message to forerun the second coming of Christ. Therefore, his ministry, John the Baptist, fulfilled the first part of Malachi 4. Brother Branham's ministry fulfilled the second part of Malachi 4 to turn the hearts of the children to their fathers, to bring a restoration message. It's promised. What is it promised? It's return us back to the Bible, faith, and correct understanding of the Bible, not to bring a new, new revelations. We have the complete Bible. It's to bring us to the correct interpretation of Scripture. God vindicated his ministry 
with over 100,000 recorded times of operating the prophetic ability to tell the things which are, that is the things that are the secrets in people's hearts and lives that only God could know. That people prayed in the secret of their room and he revealed the secret that was in their hearts. This prophet is gifted, Brother Branham is gifted to speak to us in the name of the Lord. Now, not everything that he speaks is in the name of the Lord, but the prophet tells us when that is and when that is not. Our purpose in this episode is not, not to necessarily cover that portion specifically, but to look at what the prophet told us. Are we to turn back to the tapes and quotes, or are we return back to the Bible faith? The tapes and the quotes turn us back to the Bible faith. We're not to turn away from the Bible to tapes and quotes. We're to, turn, we're to take heed, to listen to the message that God gives, follow it, which is to turn back to the Bible. Now, when I'm making this differentiation and saying, the prophet is gifted to speak in the Lord, but not everything that he says speaks is in the name of the Lord. That is absolutely true. Be careful, though. It doesn't necessarily mean that he says, thus saith the Lord. He will tell God gave this understanding in marriage and divorce. He doesn't say it's, he doesn't go and say, thus saith the Lord, and then speak the whole sermon. He says, God gave this understanding to me. I'm doing my best to communicate it to you. Same thing in the rapture message. He says, if I could only preach it the way the Lord gave it to me, it was cut up and broke up. I pray the Holy Spirit makes it known to your hearts. So the revelation is, is given to him by God. Then he goes out and communicates it in his own words. Some things in the sermons, it's his own opinion, it's his own idea, and he clarifies that. Other things in the sermon, we, we, understanding, we have the understanding that God is bringing that revelation through an earthen vessel. In his own way, in his own means, Brother Branham is communicating what God has given to him. We need to hear what the Spirit is saying, not just verbatim the words of William Branham, but we're to hear what the Spirit of God is saying through him to us. We take what he has said, we listen, we take heed, we learn, then we go back and search it out by the Bible. Not to search it out and say, the prophet is wrong. Once you have, once you have received the faith and the revelation that he's God's prophet, that you see he's a scriptural prophet, you take respect and reverence what he says, but you take that back to the word. All right, I'm getting... I'm getting long-winded here, so we are about 20 minutes in, and I'm going to start reading some quotes, just quite a number of them, to show where to come back to the Bible. 1950, Believest Thou This, and What the Church Needs Today, An Old-Fashioned Gospel of Fire, Fire of the Holy Ghost, Fall Along the Altar and in Every Heart. It'll make a church sure as the world. That's right. Yes, sir. The, get the power of God back. Get the Holy Spirit back in the people's hearts again where you can have a living faith in God. When you say divine healing, yes, I accept it. 
Hallelujah, that's right. Back to the Bible and back to the Holy Spirit. Sure, how wonderful. 55, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And with such a shifting condition as we're in today, how can faith rest itself? you got to come back to the Bible, back to the truth. Expectation, 1955. We've substituted then the old-fashioned upper room to receive the Holy Spirit for a supper room to sell soups and things to pay the preacher with when we don't need that. We need back to the Bible, to the old-fashioned Holy Spirit, good old time St. Paul's revival and the Bible Holy Ghost is what we need back in the church again tonight. It's right. In the sermon, faith in 1956. I like the old-fashioned, backwoods, sky-blue, sin-killing religion that don't whitewash, but washes white, makes a man clean. That's right, we need back to the good old St. Paul's revival and the Bible Holy Ghost again. Not a supper room, but an upper room. That's right, back to the Bible. In 56, the sermon at Kadesh Barnea. There will never be a school will ever make the place of, take the place of Pentecost. It can't be. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That's what we need today. Get back to the Bible experience. 56, life is the healer. What we need today is an old-fashioned God-sent revival back to the Bible and the baptism of the Holy Spirit preached in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ to bring people back to a living faith and a resurrected God, not some dead theology that's been gone years ago and hatched off of different denominations. We need a Bible-living faith. God keeps His Word, number 2, 1957. I said, looky here, Mr. Devil. I was never sent on this earth to tear up. I was sent to this world to preach healing. And I'm preaching the healing of the body of Christ. Back to the Bible. We can never heal the body of Christ on a little sensation. One gets this, and one gets that, and one gets this, and one gets that. Come back to the Word and put the people on God's eternal world Word. Oh, if only you could see it. In, this, in 57, Thirsting for Life. Come on back to the Bible. Come back to the fountain. Come back and receive Christ. These other little things will take care of their self. 57, Hebrews chapter three, chapter 2, number 3. Now when Paul found this out, he had this experience. And then before he would accept this experience, it must be back to the Bible. And we find out that he, that he left and went into another nation. And there he stayed for three years, searching the scripture to see if his experience was Right. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, 1958. Now what? I'm not taking you back to a church. I'm taking you back to the Bible. Now what did Paul say? What did Paul say? If an angel from heaven preaching anything else than this, let him be accursed. God said, let every man's word be a lie and mine be the truth. 1958. Now I want, I want to say something real quick. And I want to say a, a little bit of a misunderstanding that people in the message community will have when they read Brother Branham. Brother Branham says, come back to the Word. And people think when they hear that, it doesn't matter what you think, come back to the Word. When they hear that, when they hear the Word, they start to think the tapes. Brother Branham, when he says, come back to the Word of God, He's referring to the Bible, right? Saying, come back to the Bible. Come back to biblical understanding. He's not trying to set in place a new Bible. 
a third Bible made up of magnetic tapes, or now recordings, MP3 recordings. That is not what Brother Branham is turning us to. He's turning us back to the Bible. In, the sermon, in 58, in the sermon from the beginning, it was not so. And the only way that we'll ever come back to God and get God in our midst is come back to the Bible foundation. It's just got to be that way. Jesus spoke of it when he was on earth and saying, why do you ignore or bypass the commandments of God and make them of none effect by your tradition? But they did it. And how much more do they do it today? 50, again, from the same sermon, but from the beginning it was not so. While we just ask that the ministers of this, that's in this building tonight, that believes that this message that I have preached, that these creeds, and mad-made doctrines today is not of God, but they're of man, and that we really ought to go back to the Bible way, go back to the beginning. 59, the faith of Abraham. See, it's the devil trying to scare you, bluff you off, and the people's been taught against this so much till the American mind is so muddled up, if you excuse the expression, till they don't know what to believe. One says one thing, one says another. That's the best thing the devil's done has done for his side to get the people confused. Come back to the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. 1960, from that time, I tell you, brother, what we need today is back to the Bible and the old-fashioned baptizing of the Holy Ghost, back, back into the church, and so much of this other stuff cut out. Amen. In the Patmos vision, 1960. So now the only proof of it is, is bring it back to the Bible. See, let the Bible. Now many times people put their own interpretation, but we try the very best we can not to put any human interpretation on it. Just read it like it is and say, that's the way it is. In the Pergamon church age, 1960. See, there you are. Sometimes I don't mean that to you sitting here. I'm on a tape. You see, and I know where it's going. See, repent. Get back to the Bible. Get back to Christ. Wow. This is beautiful. Pergamon Church Age, 1960. See, if you won't follow truth, you think Nicolaitans, is that because God is doing for you what you let, you're doing like that. There's, there's original truth. You're only taking God's permissive will. You say God gives us the Holy Spirit or He blesses us and we're baptized in the name Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You Balaamite, see, doctrine of Balaam. God did tell him, after he was so arrogant, he just let him go on, hangs his own self. You go, you've got to get back to the truth, foundational truth. What is the foundational truth, Brother Branham? Back to the Bible. Oh, well, he's blessed us, and oh, I know that. He did, told Balaam, said, you go ahead if you want to go, that, if that, you're bound to go that way. You want to go the organization route, take it, go on. Back to the Bible. Sardisian Church Age, 1960. I'm telling you, what we need tonight is a back to the Bible and the Holy Ghost, brother, and the power of the resurrected Christ coming to the church, working signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. That's the gospel, yes. 1961. You've had too much teaching, looking for new light. That's what Eve was looking for when she got her eyes put out. See, just go back to the Bible and stay right with the old trend. Don't leave the old, that old pathway of the first love and the first th thing that come to you. Live with the Holy Spirit. Don't get off on some other tantrum. Stay right with God, right in His Word. 
right in His Word, the Bible. And the Holy Spirit will never make you do anything that's contrary to this Word, the Bible. It'll stay right in the Word, because the Word is God. 61, expectations. I said any ministry that the Word of God will ruin ought to be ruined and kicked out anyhow. Yes, sir, that's right. You don't, we don't, what we need is back to the Bible, back to real holiness, back to God, back to people, to where people can have faith. How can God build His church on a, such a foundation as that? The Testimony of a True Witness, 1961. He said there would be a prophet rise in the last day as Malachi 4, giving signs of the days of Lot, so forth, also prophesying for the people to return back, turn back to the faith of the first Pentecostal fathers, turn back to the original, turn back to the Bible, get away from organization and denomination, and go back to the first, go back to the original Pentecost, to the original filling of the Holy Ghost, to the original power of God, the word testifies that that will happen. 1962, the way of a true prophet. And brother, we're promised one, according to Malachi 4, to restore what? The faith of the people back to the Bible. We're promised one. He'll do it. 62, what we need today, what we need is back to the Holy Ghost, back to the Bible, back to the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and not all this here reasonings and intellectuals and so forth. Amen. 62, from that time now, do you believe what I'm preaching is the truth about men back to the Bible, back to God, and the Word is made flesh in us, dwelt among us here, and the church is shaping itself and receiving now its last sign. The uncertain sound, it's an uncertain sound of the people. I'm trying to tell you, get back to the Bible. 63, calling Jesus on the scene. What we need is a good old-fashioned back to the Bible. That's, a right, that's right, exactly right, that's right. Souls that are in prison now, just before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord, I'll send you Elijah. And what will he do? Turn the hearts of the children back to the doctrine of the fathers, back to the Bible, out of these denominational, out of these denominational difference, and come back to the Bible, back to God. That's what he would do. Go awake, Je go awake Jesus, 63. We got the Bible here. It tells us how to steer this thing. Back to the Bible, back to its message. That's Christ among us, the Bible, living Bibles, your written epistles, living Bibles, the Word of God living so through you. That's what we need in the token. But he's going to judge the world by Jesus Christ, and Jesus is the Word. So there it comes back to the Bible again. See, he will judge the world by the Bible, and the Bible is God's judgment book which is the complete revelation of Jesus Christ, that nothing else can be added or taken, anything taken from it. The penalty of doing it is your name out of the book of life. Just stay right in the book and pray God to make us part of that. Again in the token, remember, remember there was the sign of Sodom, but the messenger of Malachi 4 is to get the people's heart back to the fathers, the Pentecostal fathers, back to the Bible. There can't be no more Bible, something else, this is the entire revelation of God, speaking of the Bible. Mighty God unveiled before us, and usually God has to do something so unusual to get the people back to the Bible again. The masterpiece, 64. Now at the harvest time, the seed is back to its original life, back to the Bible. Malachi 4 said it would be brought that way. 65, spiritual food in due season. Now mark that with what the last prophet said. Behold, I send to you Elijah the prophet. He will restore the hearts of the children back to the Father. See a message to bring them back to the Bible. And the Son of Man will be revealing himself in that day. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to close there. I've got, I've got more um, to talk about on an absolute and uh, the importance 
of not adding to or taking away from the Bible. We'll cover that, Lord willing, tomorrow. Continue on the topic of in defense of William Branham. Thank you so much for listening in. Just remind everyone that we have resources and materials on the website that you can order. They're free and um, shipping is free. It also gives the opportunity to donate to the ministry um, and help, help us supply materials to people around the world. Um, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know at jasondemars.com. May God bless you.